Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this week's book, My Life in Full by Indra Nui. Keep listening to find out why learning is the key to success. Welcome back. I'm your host, Steph Clark. And each week, as usual, I share with you the three big ideas from the best non-fiction books that I've been reading and do the reading so you don't have to. This week it is the book My Life in Full by Indra Nui. I will tell you a little bit about Indra and the book in a moment. It's a book I quite enjoyed. It's an autobiography or kind of memoir, I suppose. And I don't always cover memoirs and autobiographies that I listen to or, or read because sometimes they're quite hard to pull the ideas out of, I'm going to be honest, because there's so much in there and they're you know, obviously a lot more kind of chronological rather than getting specific ideas about or across. But I found Indra's book really useful and there's some, some great stories and great kind of threads that went all the way through that I was like oh yes I want to talk about this one definitely and it is a really fun read and quite inspirational as well I thought so definitely one I would recommend. Now I came into my office early today because I thought I'll get come in do some podcast recording and someone in the building is doing some drilling so hopefully the mic and the uh, recording software and editing software is doing a good job of removing that sound in the background but if you can hear it like an annoying like then that'll be why sorry 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 sorry. In other news, the other thing I want to tell you about is this week I launched the Steph's Business Bookshelf Summer Book Club. So if you enjoy the fact that I normally do the reading so you don't have to, but actually you want to do some reading yourself over the upcoming summer, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere as I am, maybe the winter as well if you're up in the north, but you don't want to spend your whole end of the year break or holiday, whatever it is you're taking, just choosing the books and going back through all your recommendations, being like, oh, who was it who said that that book was good? What was the name of that author? Be gone with all of that decision fatigue and if you're based here in Australia I can send you some books that are personalized for the recommendations you want or if you're overseas or you, you prefer audiobooks or ebooks I will send you recommendations for those for you to kind of BYO book but I will personalize those recommendations for what you like to read with your eyes or with your ears if you prefer an audiobook and you can download those on your preferred service. So if that sounds good to you, if you like the fact that I do the reading so you don't have to and you now want me to do the picking of books so you don't have to, you can find out more. There's a link at the top of the show notes to find out more about Steph's Business Bookshelf Summer Book Club. Registration for the book club finishes on the 21st of October, ready for November, picking of books and sending of books, ready for them to arrive early December, ready for the start of the summer. So if that sounds good to you, get on over, grab your spot early and don't miss out. All right, let's get into this book. First of all, a little bit about Indra and then a little bit about the book and then the three big ideas. You know the drill by now. Indra Nui is the former chair and chief executive officer of PepsiCo from 2006 to 2019, a Fortune 50 company. You didn't, you, you probably knew what PepsiCo was, uh, with operations in more than 180 countries. In this role, she was the chief architect of performance with purpose. PepsiCo's pledge to do what's right for business by being responsive to the needs of the world around it. As part of performance with purpose, PepsiCo is focused on delivering sustained growth by expanding its portfolio to include more nutritious products, limiting its environmental footprint and empowering its associates and people in the communities it serves. During her tenure, PepsiCo grew net revenue more than 80% and their total shareholder return was 162%, beating the Standard & Poor's over the same period. She holds a BS from Madras Christian College, an MBA from the Indian Institute of Management in Calcutta, and a Master of Public and Private Management from Yale University. She is married and has two daughters. 
And if you look at her website where this was taken from, there's a much longer bio. I've just taken a couple of highlights out. So indranui.com, I'll pop a link in the show notes as usual. If you have a read through here, there's just so much in here. And you can just see how active she still is in the business world, in the education world, and all the things that she's been up to and places she's been speaking. And she's been on a couple of podcasts, or actually quite a few podcasts. If you did a little search for her name in Spotify, a few will pop up there as well. Well worth getting into and listening. And she also has a masterclass course, which looks really cool as well as having a look at the little trailer for that earlier while I was prepping for this episode. Definitely some life goals here, I think. So a little bit about the book. For a dozen years, as one of the world's most admired CEOs, Indra Nui redefined what it means to be an exceptional leader. The first woman of colour and immigrant to run a Fortune 50 company and one of the foremost strategic thinkers of our time, she transformed PepsiCo with a unique vision, a vigorous pursuit of excellence and a deep sense of purpose. Now, in a rich memoir brimming with grace, grit and good humour, My Life in Full offers a first-hand view of Indra's legendary career and the sacrifices it so often demanded. And that, again, is taken from her website, indranui.com. I'll pop a link in the show notes. All right, let's get into the three big ideas. Big idea number one is find unselfish mentors. One of Indra's early roles was at a textile factory while she was still living in India. She was later offered a significant promotion in that company, but was already in the process of applying to Yale to do an MBA. Her mentor, Norman, who offered her the role, the promotion role, was disappointed, but said he wanted what was best for her. And that was that she should go to the US, move to the US and go to Yale. And that would open up many more doors for her than this promotion would do. Later on as well, she had to, as part of the the application process, she had to go to the US consulate in Madras, who would approve the student visas. And at the time, it sounds nuts that this was the thing, but uh, at the time you you had to line up from the night before because you received a token at 6am which would grant you time with the officer in charge of, of providing those visas. Now, when she lined up that night she was the only woman there and every few hours Norman who's that, that mentor I just mentioned and also one of her other managers from the factory showed up with food and encouragement and then between them between 11pm and 2am and 5am they they would appear with or them or one of their their team would appear with hot coffee breakfast some snacks and things to keep her keep her going keep her warm and keep her fed while she was waiting in line overnight to get her visa application the next day later on when she was at Yale one of her professors let her skip some of the classes because she already had quite a lot of experience to work on some consulting projects as well which were much more interesting and she was going to get much more she felt and well he felt as well which she was going to get much more value from And then also her family, their strong focus on her education and this real strength of purpose that they had that women should be able to support themselves, even though that was still quite an unusual mindset, I suppose, or approach in in India more broadly, but in the area that they lived as well. And then later on and throughout her career, her colleagues who gave her feedback on her direct, but maybe not super effective style of communication. All of this, and there was many, many, many more examples in the book as well of the people that supported her and done without selfishness. They they did it selflessly. They did it because they believed in her and wanted her to succeed. And there was some really great stories and examples of that in the book too. So that's big idea number one is find unselfish mentors. Big idea number two and possibly my favorite one is learn, learn, learn. 
After taking on a pretty big role at Motorola while she was in the US, Indra knew that she had a big job to keep up with her new boss who'd gone through three or four strategists in just 18 months. And so she knew strategy and she was pretty good at that, which is why she got the job. But she was not an expert at the particular industry that Motorola existed in. So she hired two college professors to come to her office twice a week to teach her how cars work and how solid state physics and electronics worked. And I just thought that was an incredible dedication because it'd be very easy to just kind of learn as you go and just think, oh, that's right, I'll just kind of learn from people around me, which is, you know, there's, that's absolutely fine as well. But she went that extra mile and actually hired experts in that field in order to speed up her learning and obviously an investment in doing that as well. And when she had that earlier job at the clothing manufacturer back in India, she spent time learning every single different color code for their different threads to help them sell them better to the tailors and the customers that they had who had very demanding specifications of what colors they needed to go with their materials and, and the clothes they were making. And then moving forward to when she was at PepsiCo, she applied the same approach, getting deep into the business by going out to the quick service restaurants that PepsiCo owned at the time and later the new, getting into the real the depths and the science around the nutrition elements and the environmental challenges of big food brands and big food manufacturers were were being faced with and she really immersed herself with through experts in learning about those things. She also sought out a short meeting with Steve Jobs to soak up his thinking around design when she realized that PepsiCo was looking a little dated versus other brands and wanting to therefore find out from the absolute best on how to think about design in a different way in big brands at that point in time. She then had a subsequently pretty miserable attempt to get her her exec team to think about design in a different way. Not miserable from her perspective. I think what she did was really cool. She actually gave them all this like beautiful book and asked them to put pictures in, draw stuff that she that they had found over a few weeks that she gave them to do this that, that inspired them, that looked great, that was beautiful design. And it could be anything. It could be a toothbrush or it could be a car or it could be a building. You know, it could be anything. And of the several people that she got to do this in her exec team, I think two of them maybe handed it or one of them handed a really beautiful one back but then it was discovered that they got their assistant to do it Uh, someone else gave one back they actually employed a design company to do and then the others had some very hastily stuck in pictures from a magazine that they'd obviously just chucked together that morning Uh, so that was a little bit disappointing but I thought actually the the approach that she had done was pretty cool Anyway, so that's big idea number two is learn, learn, learn. Just keep on learning, keep immersing yourself and think of non-standard ways in order to do that. She didn't just sign up for more courses. She was actually getting experts to come in and immersing herself in stuff in a different way. Big idea number three is purpose. Not the first time this has come up as a big idea in a book, but this takes a few different guises in Indra's story and it's such a strong thread throughout it. Her mother's advice to stay true to herself, but also to try and fit in when she moved to the US, meaning that she valued and believed in her own abilities and her contribution that she made. Her friend's advice around that same time to wear a sari to one of her industry job interviews while she was at Yale and that if someone didn't in, didn't interview her or didn't take her on as a result of her wearing something that was true and authentic to her, then that was their loss and that she then did that and was very successful in getting some job interviews. The other purpose that was very strong throughout her life and, and the work she did and also the work she continues to do is the importance placed on family and her own family as well. So she would send $100 home 
from her part-time job while she was studying, even though she was sort of struggling to make ends meet, but she wanted to make sure she was contributing. She looked after her brother and contributed to some of his studies, her younger brother, once he was at the stage of, of studying as well. And then she brought all of this together by thinking about the impact on, on families in the world of work, but also on the world and the planet more broadly with the ambitious and certainly at the time very brave strategy at PepsiCo for healthier food and more responsible environmental practices. She believed that no business could succeed in a society that is failing or that a society that fails. She brought that into life around some of the nutritional changes they made, some of the packaging changes they made, some of the water use changes that they made in their manufacturing, but also things like putting childcare on site or very near site for their offices to benefit parents. And then all of this went to show that the, the business changes required honesty, humility, courage, and ability to make hard decisions and change her mind as things changed, as more information came in, as they ran experiments, etc., and to be able to stick with that as well, not just go along with something because it's what you said you were going to do when new information has come up to say, actually, that's actually not the best solution or direction now. And all of those values around that honesty, humility, courage, and ability to make hard decisions really did come up many, many times in the book. And the thing I really liked about this book compared to something like Disrupting the Game by Reggie Fiamme, which is another book I read recently, who is the COO of Nintendo America. One of the things I preferred about Indra's book was that she talks about some of the stuff that was hard and where she had to make hard decisions. And Reggie does this, but his is very much like, and I was right every time he was right in in the examples he gives in the book, where Indra's is a little bit more, maybe there's a little bit more humility in it potentially, the way she talks about some of the things that were really difficult and how she struggled with them and some of the disagreements she had along the way and sometimes where she wasn't right or she had to make a hard call as a result. So that is big idea number three, which is purpose. So we're going three big ideas from the book, My Life in Full by Indra Nui. Big idea number one, find unselfish mentors. Big idea number two, learn, learn, learn. And big idea number three, purpose. And like I said, I really would recommend this book. It's a really delightful read. It's a great memoir. It's a great autobiography. And it's just a nice contrast to some of the slightly more macho, white man type biographies, memoirs, autobiographies, etc. that we read a lot of. Some of those are great books as well. Something like Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Great book. Really enjoyed that one. But this one is slightly richer, I think. It's just got so much more to it. Indra talks a lot about the the challenges of being a woman in some of those roles, particularly she got more senior. Some of the things she came up against in terms of cultural differences as well. It seems that she was actually incredibly lucky I suppose in some ways especially given the the time this sort of 80s 90s etc that she was coming up in terms of the way that people sponsored her and really pushed for her progression even though she was a woman of color who was a a migrant to the US and that people just saw the the brilliance that she had and were able to to see that and embrace that rather than getting distracted by where she was or what she looked like or what she was wearing etc so this was this was awesome to to read that and just see the result of that, which was this incredible businesswoman who made incredible changes to an industry, not just to an organization and continues to do amazing work as well. Highly recommend, worth picking up this one, especially if you want to read something a little bit different. If you want to get away from, like I said, some of the normal faces and people that we tend to hear from in these particular types of books. If you have read this book, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at Steph's Biz Bookshelf or on LinkedIn, Steph Clark, Clark with an E on the end. But otherwise, until next time, Happy reading.